another exciting episode of the Dream Hub podcast, where we explore the fascinating realm of dreams, creativity, and inspiration. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we have a very special guest with us, the talented artist, dream enthusiast, and storyteller, Claudia Dawson. I met Claudia in our dream school. She was a teacher alongside me, and her work has been captivating the audiences worldwide through her blog called Many Worlds Vision. She delves into the intricacies of dreams and on her Instagram page where she brings these dreams to life with her stunning artworks and stories. She has a passion for exploring the depths of our subconscious minds and I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast today. Welcome, Claudia. <laughs> Lola, so that was so sweet and very generous. <laughs> All true, all true. <laughs> so could you tell us a bit about your journey into the world of dreams and where did it all begin? I've always been able to remember my dreams as a child. Like I can remember the first dream that I, the first dream that I ever had, I must've been barely two years old and it felt like a, like a shamanic journey, like an out of like, I went on an adventure, went to another realm. Um, it was a woodland creature realm. Uh, so there were like um, almost like animatronic um, like foxes and fairies and little animals. And they were like forming for me. Uh, so that was the first memory. That's my first dream I can remember. And then there's like a handful of dreams that I remember from, you know, my preteen that also meant a lot to me. And um a lot of them involved otherworldly adventures, like up in the sky and other planets and UFOs and aliens and all that stuff. So um, I've always had special dreams and dreams that guided me and actually helped me make life decisions. Um, and I never really like put it together that this was some, for me, uh, you know, I believe it's some form of communication with spirit guides with higher selves um but that didn't start coming together until just a few years ago um when the pandemic happened and we we're just stuck at home and i just my dreaming just because i had no i think because i had less external stimulation and less external influence it's like my whole inner world just like popped open and was like here we are pay attention to us come explore and um and then that's how I ended up like taking that dream t-shirt class with you with Robert Moss. Yeah. Wow. Imagining a dream. Oh, I'm trying to imagine remembering something from when I was two, let alone a dream from when I was two. That's so cool. I love that. And yeah, I've heard so much about the pandemic really opening up to dreamers. And I love how when I have looked through your dreams and your dream artwork, it's so spiritual and so deep. And I just, all of your dreams seem so profound that I'm just so blown away by them. I've actually got a few here saved that I was going to bring up or tell you a couple of my favorites. I don't know if you want, I'm going to hear if you'd be happy to share. <laughs> um, I loved, okay, I'll just read out what you wrote with your artwork. So the first one was, the 2,000-year-old Claudia tree. And so um, the text written on your artwork says, they say to me in a dream, you are not the first iteration of Claudia. You are merely a branch of a 2,000-year-old Claudia tree. Feel the ancient wisdom within you. And days later in a psychedelic journey, these words came to me. I am my mother, mother's tears remembering me. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> that would have been a cool experience. Uh, I think in the beginning, when I started, like when you, when I like became disciplined about my dream work or when I felt like the communication really broke open, um, as was like two years ago, I started to hear voices. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night with another voice in my head. And that was one of them, the one that said, like, I, I would hear an unknown voice in my head almost yeah, just like uh, like lessons. Maybe they were te like teaching, mm -hmm. and um, because 
it wasn't in someone else's voice, I paid more attention to it, right? So I wake up and I'm like, that's not like, that's not me just working out the day. Yes. And so this is one of those dreams where I heard a voice and the dream work for me also opened up because I started psychedelic journey with a therapist during the pandemic at the same time. And so both, I feel both paths like are, are running parallel to each other where, um, like I'm sure you know, dream work is a lot of like introspection, reflecting, integrating the messages, and then our dreams evolve as we keep working with them. Mm-hmm. So that requires a lot of work. That requires a lot of like every month I go back and read the past month's dreams, and then I'll go back and read the dreams I dreamed last year during the same month on the same days. And so for me, it's like I'll do all of that work all of that reflection and introspection. And then once every four months, I'll do a psychedelic journey, a guided psychedelic journey. And uh, that's like, that feels like a hundred dreams combined to me. Like everything I've been working on or all the questions or confusions I have, they'll they'll just, they always come up again in the psychedelic journey. And um, I think because when I'm in that altered space, I can hold so much more consciousness mm-hmm. in multiple streams. It's like it all makes sense because dreams are so multidimensional and, you know, we try to make sense of them in our waking life with our waking life brain. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because we flat, it's like we flatten it in this 3D reality, but they're not, <laughs> the dreams don't exist in 3D. So um, the the psychedelic uh, journey, that therapy, that uh you know, uh, that I have a blindfold, I'm in, like, um, and it's all, it's it's similar to shamanic journeys, but with, you know, um, yeah. that you can, without medicine, but um, in that altered space, I can, I can go back in the dreams and, and, and I feel, gui- I feel, I'm definitely guided in psychedelic journeys. I'm not the only one that's on this journey. I'll have my spirit guides and they will, I guess they will make sense of my dreams. And so that was one that they all, they just carry over. And for that one, they gave me, it's, I spoke that in the psychedelic journey. I am my mother's tears remembering me. And for me, it felt very circular, uh. you know, very nonlinear time. This is, they were showing me, I felt that my guides were showing me like, see, like it's all just, that's so cool. I'll share something. It just gave me goosebumps because the other day I did a breathwork journey with a guide. Like I had a female guide come over and I wanted to work on like feminine healing, like womb, mother, all these sorts of things. And I had a vision. And just when you said circular, I was just like, whoa, because I had a vision and it sounds really strange, but I would like dive and dive down and land inside my own womb and then I was a baby inside my own womb and then I would grow up and be born back into me and then I would dive back into my womb and it was just like circular like over and over again and it was all about like mother and yeah it was crazy you know that symbol or or what it is the the snake eating it oh yeah yeah And, and I have heard when I sat in like integration circles with people um, integrating dreams or, or psychedelic journeys, I, I, yeah, I never had that vision of like giving birth to myself, mm-hmm. but I think, and I, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, like, I've never given birth, so I'm not a mother this lifetime, but I have sat with other mothers and I, and, and they, and those are the ones I hear of like mm-hmm. having that vision of giving birth to yourself. And um, it's so magical. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you um, brought up the snake just then as well, because that brings me to my second one of your favorite dreams. <laughs> and for anyone who follows me on Instagram, you may have seen that I've had a lot of snakes on my property lately. <laughs> and I love the topic of snakes and what they mean to everybody in their own like dream language. Um, so if you don't mind, I'll read this dream of yours out as well. There's a picture and there's a woman and she's laying down and she's just surrounded kind of in a room or a box surrounded with all these black and white snakes and the text says first there was only one snake but then it got out of hand now I need to tame my snakes the goddess says to me you have to grab a snake by the neck as close to its head as possible or it'll flail like a fire hose 
I know she is really referring to my thoughts. I love that. I yeah, the 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 goddess the goddess shows up a lot in my dreams, and I'm so grateful for her because um, and I'm learning. I'm you know learning that the goddess is not, of course, just one goddess. There's many aspects to her, and she there's many versions of her. But uh, yeah, this one I'm still I'm still learning, but the lesson uh, keeps evolving into something else and I it does still feel like this is a lesson for taming your thoughts because that this idea of grabbing it by the neck before you give it more light mm-hmm. before seeing it um is important right if our thoughts create reality if our like and I and um especially it seems like um a, a lesson for me having like these multiple streams of consciousness like taming them mm-hmm. um, not letting them get out of hand because you know, when you work with altered states, uh, you can, it's easy to become ungrounded. We <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I knew that I couldn't like step into this world of like exploring the realms and the worlds um, without being grounded because I've seen what that does to people. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue down this journey of doing psychedelics for spiritual evolution uh, I have to like remember to come back to earth and ground. Yes. And, um, and that, yeah, that, that is one of our favorites too. I do. Yeah. Want- I love that. I just, I yeah. In your life, you have snakes like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, um, two like giant pythons in our backyard that were fighting each other. So I thought that they were mating, but then no, they were, they must be like a female in the roof. They're about three meters long. And um, yeah, it made it onto the international news. My friend messaged me from Bali. It was like, I just saw your backyard on the news. <laughs> no, that video thing was, uh, is insane. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. They came, it, I let them stay for a few days um, because I just felt bad moving them. I was like, this is their land. Like I'm invading their space um but a lot of people were like just be careful if you have pets and I don't have pets but I have a one-year-old who's probably the size of a small cat and a four-year-old so I was like um yeah let's not risk that so they've been relocated um but yeah snakes have been popping up a lot lately and I that was one of your when I was looking through your Instagram at first that was one of the dreams that popped out to me at the time when you posted it yeah really nice then they say that um because you mentioned this in one of your posts too like what snakes mean to you and i don't i don't like i never stick to just one thing that's uh <laughs> snakes do not just mean my i know snakes do not just represent or symbolize my thoughts mm-hmm. they're they are probably and i have like said this in uh my newsletter like i'm working with this symbol it is like probably the most multi-dimensional symbol one of the most uh and multi-dimensional animal energies that I like work with in a sense that I try to understand because um I have a lot of animal energies that come into my dreams and they feel they all carry their own message right but the mm-hmm. snake is like very flithery with its message it's never yeah. like they <laughs> yeah definitely it's yeah important to look at the context of the dream yeah I have a lot of people saying like I dreamt of a snake. What does it mean? And very quickly, others will be like, oh, it means transformation because they shed their skin. And I'm like, well, it could mean that, but like what's going on for you? So yeah, there's so much to go into it. I I loved doing the dream interpretation with you when we were at school (laughs) and doing the lightning dream work. And yeah, it was really interesting to see other people's perspectives and insights. The power of understanding what my dreams was hugely amplified when I had your input so no I feel the same way I was really I thought it was because the class was big like and uh there were there were a lot of people in it and I I got really happy when you would pop up again (laughs) no it's meant to be like yeah yeah (laughs) I know it's gravitating yeah yeah that was great so tell me about your psychedelic journeys like so you do it every four months and it's in therapy. What medicine do you use? Um, psilocybin. Yeah. Um, I've done MDMA therapy 
Um, but psilocybin is is what I do mostly, and I don't think maybe in the future I'll try different ones. Um, I don't do it before I sleep. I do. Um, some people do take shrooms before they go to sleep to have crazy dreams. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to do that. But no, it is a therapy practice. I wanted to go. Basically, it was recommended by. Um, it's still very like underground, right? So it was recommended by uh, my talk therapist, and I was referred. And I, I really, my intention was to see if I had any trauma I needed to work through and I very quickly with my first MDMA journey that I did I realized that I had healed that I was like well I I healed and I've forgiven and I've accepted everything um as much as I can and and I have a higher perspective and um and then it's like all that moved aside and there was like this other part of me you know in my psyche that was like wait a second you haven't explored your um your lineage your your um supernatural experiences your psychic intuitions like there's so much here that wants to be developed and then and then that's like when i opened up that door and like started on that path of like okay well i've known psychics you know and witches my whole life and i've had lots of paranormal supernatural experiences um since i was a child and um, and, and I recognized it as a skill and not like a religion or like a practice, but I just recognized it as like this, this psychic intuition is a skill that I can develop mm-hmm. and psilocybin will help me to reframe my mind, to like rewire my brain and to change the way I see. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've been hearing about. Um, psilocybin and how you know it helps your neural pathways reconnect but I've also heard that it really connects you to the earth and mother nature and a lot of people come out of it having experiences like that the first time I ever tried them so I was the kind of person that could I could kill a cactus I was terrible with plants Um, (laughs) and then after I tried it for the first time I was like, oh my gosh, the plants need watering. I can like hear them crying. And I just became really passionate and in tune with plants. And my husband thought it was absolutely hilarious because I just would come home like every day with a new plant. And I just felt so connected to the earth and it was really interesting. Um, But I've also, and I don't know if this is true, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that different types of mushrooms will do different things for you in that level. So what I've heard is that some of them can not be great for dreaming because it more so grounds you and pulls you back down into the earth rather than going up into astral realms. But then I've heard that there are different types that you can get that are specific for like journeying and dreaming and traveling. Do you know anything about that? No, I I thought, and I think you posted something about this. I do drink, okay, this is an aside. I will get back to the shrooms, but I do drink blue lotus tea. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, that always um, makes me feel, I mean, it makes me feel etheric and bubbly and alters me and that affects my dreams. And so that's the one thing I do do to, to um, go like ease into the dream world. And I don't, but I don't do it every night. I probably mm-hmm. do it like when I remember where I'm like, I'm going to do something special for myself. I'm going to drink blue lotus tea. Also, I've cultivated my own. So, and I've tried my own, you know, my own strain. I'm not like, I haven't classified them like, oh, this strain did this to me or this. Because, because even when I set intentions uh, for a psychedelic journey, those intentions go out the window. Like you can't go in and control the experience. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get given what you need and not what you want. But that, <laughs> but, but the but but I do um yes, there are some journeys um you know, shamanic non-medicine journeys that I've done and psychedelic journeys and dr- where I sink down into the lower world and I have to work and um and I have I do fight to get out of them because I 
most of the times I do psilocybin journey, I feel like I am ascending to the higher realm. And the communication that I have is usually with like angelic beings mm-hmm. or ETs that feel like family to me. Like, you know, that's a couple <laughs> other things. So, um, but there are, but we still like, we live here on earth. And I truly believe from my personal experience that the spirit realm is like our next door neighbor and they're the easiest ones to make contact with. And you don't need psilocybin to do that. Like, you know, they want to make contact in dreams. They want to, um, they're just here. And, yeah. uh, and I don't know, I don't know if I would consider that a lower realm or just like the neck, our next door neighbors, but I've heard other people's psychedelic experiences and I've heard other people that um, do not like taking uh, ayahuasca or psilocybin because they have these horrible experiences of like, you know, Mm. lower earth entities and things. Um, But I am, I'm just continuing to explore. I'm also learning, I'm developing a practice of like psychic protection that no one like, you can have shamans and mentors teach you your own psychic or teach you forms of psychic protection, but I think it's something that each person has to develop for themselves. And that is like one of the most important parts of this like exploration mm. that I do is like I have to learn how to protect myself. Um, because you you're open. Yeah. It's like being yeah. open systems and you know, if you don't, anything can get in. Um, what can I ask if you don't mind sharing, you can say no, but what, what is your practice or what's your ritual or how do you psychically protect yourself? Well, um, I had there. So I think you should have as many tools in your toolbox for psychic protection as possible, like collect them. So don't have the same, I don't have like the same exact practice, but I think, um, prayer is a part of it. Praying to something, um, invocation, invoking like, um, a guide or an energy or something. Um, there's, there's also, I do love crystals <laughs> and, and like talismans, um, you know, stem wearing symbols that, um, you feel protect you. Um, <clears throat> though, but I think you can make anything up. There's also visualizations, right? Like visualization very quickly. If I'm going into a space and I know there's going to be a lot of different energy there, I mean, you know, going into any public space, there's going to be a lot of different energies. I will just like, um, visualization, I think is my favorite because it's the easiest. And because I have a, my, um, I have an active imagination. I have a lot of imagery. I will just close my eyes, do some deep breathing and envision myself in a bubble. That's like the one, but then, then sometimes I will level up and there will be like barbed wire around me you know, and I'll be like I'm in a fortress or you can't even see me um but yeah I would like those are my go-tos visualization prayer invocation protection talismans and crystals and I love tinctures too but that's not really like I guess that's not protection um like um essences mm. you know those I don't, I don't know what you would classify it might be in a way because it's it would sort of be strengthening your own energy. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. Your dreams are super spiritual and like next level. Like or I'm comparing them to sometimes a lot of my dreams are very much about processing just what happened in the day. They're just very went to the shopping center like, <laughs> you know, I – I saw that you've met Jesus. I saw that, you know, you've met aliens. I saw, you know, you've, you, yours are quite experiential on like a whole nother level and a whole nother plane. Did you notice a period in your life where you were having just like normal, regular processing dreams and then they shifted or have you always had these really in-depth like profound spiritual enlightening dreams that's a really good question and um well first i i mean i am for i don't even know for how long now but i do have like up to seven dreams a night so not all of them 
or like transpersonal or like godly. Um, but I've I grew up talking to God. Like I just I grew up and I was as soon as I and writing to God and writing letters and I always felt close to my God and my God has shifted since then. Like I went through lots of periods in life where I was like, I need a new God or how about a goddess? Like yeah. Um, so uh I think my I just so deeply my heart just wants that communion and that communication that um also that that I that it's like I almost demand it. <laughs> like I call it down. And I think um and and I don't know if it's the same for you, but like my when I'm in dreams, like there's there's lucid dreaming, right? But I, I'm I, I don't I'm adamant that I don't lucid dream, even though I can, um, even though I'm aware in my dream and I'm lucid, and I'm adamant that I don't lucid dream because I've had lucid dreams where I'm in the dream, and it's just me, like regular 3D reality Claudia in the dream, and you know the dream makers will tell me like what do you want to do, and I just want to do what I would do in real life. I'm like, well, I'm just going to fly over there. And I'm like, I'm limited by my waking life brain. And then through the stream work over the last few years, I've grown a relationship with my dream body, like my dream body where it feels like it's becoming, it's like my higher self. It's something, it just has more awareness that I don't, like a psychic awareness. Mm-hmm. And so I let her, I let my dream body control this. I trust her and, um, and she's my dream body, uh, is the one that seeks those transformative spiritual experiences and dreams. Um, and it's the same in psychedelic journeys because I will go into a psychedelic journey and I, you know, as much as I, I you can't control it, I do try, I do ask a lot of questions. I'm very curious. I do want to know who's in charge in the realms when I walk in and I'm like, who's running this realm? Am I creating the world? Am I? So, um, yeah. And so I get the, the feeling that I get, I won't have an answer. I, you know, when I'm in a psychedelic journey, I have gone with the intention of hunting down God. When like, I'm, I'm here to meet God and I haven't met, I don't, and I read a lot of spiritual writing and I don't know anyone you know, people say they see the face of God, or God is love, or God is so. So it's so um, it's so easy to get lost in that. You get convoluted, but yeah, I guess my, my the experience, the answer I have for myself when I come back in ground is that like those experiences, the transformative spiritual ones, reality, waking life, dream life. It's a it's a collaborative, creative like experience, and almost playground like a spiritual playground like you can you can anyone can have a depiction or not a depiction i wasn't a depiction of jesus it's like when i saw jesus in that psychedelic vision they just like popped in to say hello and i couldn't it's not like i could get any answers from them i just saw him in this door frame and i felt like i was teleported to another time it was him and mother mary and mary magdalene and they just the feeling that i felt in that moment um, gave me no doubt that it was real. Like I'm like, oh, this is, this is what it would feel like to be in their presence, and that's all it was. It was just presence, feeling, yeah, the presence, yeah. and um, that's enough. Like, but yeah. yeah, that's enough for me. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, I love that you remember that you have seven dreams a night. Like I tell people, we all dream like four to nine times per night. And people just look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, we do. We do. (laughs) Like, I think the most I've ever remembered in a night is six or seven. And that was like a big one. Um, And it was like dreams broken down into chapters. So it was very interesting. Um, But yeah, usually I will remember two per night. But I know that I'm having more. I know I am. And yeah, my sister remembers seven a night. And it's like, wow. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Because yeah, no, you're interviewing dream workers and you do a lot of dream work. So since you started this podcast and, and the practice, has your dreaming changed? Like I feel like as a yes. as what what you're doing, I just envision it as like you're just like eating dreams. Like you're eating. <laughs> 
And it's like growing your consciousness bigger. So that's what I... Hugely, hugely. So when we first started in school and we were studying to be dream teachers, um, I was probably remembering one to two dreams per week. And that was it. And I was like, I'd be so excited if I could remember a dream. And they weren't as long and they there wasn't as much detail and I couldn't get as much guidance or like information or interpretation out of it to be able to use in my everyday life. Um, but I did, the one thing I did start doing that I feel really helped them grow was the action step. And I think you were touching on this earlier and it's just taking from the dream something that I can do in my waking life. So whatever my dream was last night, it doesn't matter if it was like boring or, you know, processing daily things. If there was some little bit that stood out that I liked, like for example, I might've had like little two braids in my hair in the dream and I was just doing whatever was boring. Well, then the next day I would put my hair in two braids. And then I feel like it was my dreams being like, oh, she's listening. And then it would give me more and then it would give me more. And then I would have more like feelings coming into the dreams and like powerful things. And it really started to go from me just processing the day into getting guidance on what I should do with my life, I noticed was coming in. And then I started remembering a lot more. Um, and then I started getting a lot more dreams where I was seeing myself from other perspectives. Mm -hmm. And that was really transformative for me because it was just little things that I was worried about, like, oh, I'm getting wrinkles, like, and feeling bad about myself for that. And it's like, it's really silly, but it's just, you know, we all have our personal issues and it was nice to be able to like have a dream where I saw myself through the eyes of a friend that I haven't seen in a long time. And in the dream, me, my person was laughing and you could see like crow's feet. And usually if I saw like a photo of myself like that, I'd feel self-conscious but I could see myself through the eyes of my friend and I could feel what they felt towards me in that moment and how beautiful they thought my crow's feet wrinkles were and how it showed that I've spent this time in my life like laughing and having fun and being out in the sun and all that sort of a thing. And I just woke up with like the feeling, you know, that feeling of like relief, like it doesn't matter, I am beautiful and like some dreams really aren't meant to be like interpreted in a way that there's like symbols and what does this mean and everything. I think that a lot of power comes from those dreams where you just feel a difference in yourself and there's just a big shift the next morning when you wake up. And I, I do wonder like if we are all dreaming seven to nine per night, how much of that pure gold and like internal therapy are we missing out on if we're not remembering our dreams and writing them down so I write mine just in the notepad on my phone what's your dream journaling practice like do you use a voice recorder a pen and paper or um same the apple look I I do a new note every night there is like a process I date it with the date and I just wake I wake up in the middle of the night I have it I keep my phone on airplane mode and I have the note open and in the middle of the night, if there's a voice, if there's a, you know, a, it's like the Claire audience dream where it's just, I'm getting message in, um, I will wake up and write those down. Uh, in the morning, I write, write my dreams down. There are some dreams where I use, I'm using this AI service called audiopen.ai, which I highly recommend because um, I will wake up and I will just ramble off my dream to it and it uses an AI it has different writing styles, and I use this one that's like mythopoetic, where it makes your language very flowery and symbolic and beautiful sounding. And um, so it rewrites my dream for me. So it'll I, I'll always have my original transcription, but those are the ones, the ones I speak into this AI to be rewritten are the ones that are like really silly and confusing. And um, for example, last night's dream, yeah, like where I'm like, why did I dream this? I dreamt that um, I, you know, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dreamt that I was like in her presence. 
And Taylor Swift, she was like, I'm like, Taylor Swift, you're like, you know, I don't know if she's a billionaire or a millionaire. I don't know. But I'm like, you have so much money. She was giving away a castle to friends. And so it's like, oh, I don't know if I was like in line to be her friend to get a castle. But I was just, I was, I was in her presence. And I asked her, I said, do you have friends? And she said, no. <laughs> and it's like, I'm rich to have friends. Like, I don't you see I'm protected. I have a fortress. She's and um and I can give these tassels to people that are my friends, but I can never like live in them with with them. I can't socialize. And so I, I described the dream to this AI, and the way it rewrote the dream had something very like um, it said, "True friendship, um, true friendship cannot." Oh, true friendship cannot exist when you are in your castle towering above everyone else. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and I feel like, and I caught it and I'm like, what a beautiful message. Like I didn't, that message didn't yeah. collaborative with AI, but that, that is what the dream was made, like what it was alluding to. Yeah. And so that, so, so you mentioned I was an artist and I, and I just want to clarify, I use AI to collaborate in the art. Like I don't make it myself, but AI as a, a technology, not a consciousness, um, is like, is part of my practice too, because it is, I do collaborate with it and I create this art. Now I'm using it to like translate my dreams and it is, it is very useful. Mm. Um, I make sure, but I also feel like I fight with like and I, yeah, not take like it'll take me like an hour or more to make like one of those images. Yeah, uh, because I wanted to evoke the same feeling I felt. Yeah, and you know, like you see one thing, but you know it means like ten other things. So it's really hard. Um, so yeah, so the, writing the notes, I do speak it into this AI uh, service, and and then I um I keep it all in this program called Scrivener, which is like. It's, it works as like a database for me because each dream is a file and it's huge. It's like three years worth now, no, four years of dream. And I can go in and like search by date. That's good for the reflection process. Oh, that's great. I'm definitely going to be looking up that AI thing. I'll put the links in the show notes for anyone else yeah. that wants to find it. That's really cool. So the AI thing that you speak into, it's kind of doing a dream interpretation for you and dream interpretation can be pretty subjective but how do you approach the process of interpreting your dreams for the ones that aren't super obvious like the ones that aren't just a feeling if it's got symbology or you just wake up and you're a bit confused like what's your creative process when you're trying to figure out the meaning behind them i think i go to the emotion first just um, the emotion i also just let it sit for a while because you know dreams can be premonitions and uh the stuff will just like pop up during that day where i'll be like oh that's why yes <laughs> <laughs> so i also i don't i don't want to get too like zoned in too much on any details or get confused by it so i just let it sit but I, yes, I have, I am thinking specifically one, two, where um, I had an image of me and a friend, a girlfriend, we're like in bed and we're both like ripping our hair out and like we're putting it in this like thing, an ashtray between us and bed. It was like really weird. And it wasn't until like later, within 24 hours, that friend called me with like this huge problem that she kind of just like she wanted me to help her with and I was so I was so uh frustrated with the problem <laughs> like aha and then it, like I was just like ah oh, why did she call like why are you jumping this on me and then I realized oh we don't both have to be ripping her hair in. <laughs> and so yeah you just gotta if it doesn't make any sense to you just let it sit and go about your day and um and stay open to it so has your exploration of dreams led to any unexpected mind-blowing moments or revelations about yourself or the world around you that you'd be happy to share 
Uh, oh, I know. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a big one. <laughs> yes, there are always like realizations and that will get me to like a higher perspective. But the way that I see it is that these are just platforms, right? Like that gets me here, but I'm not always, and I can look down at my reality in my world and be like, oh, that's what it's really like. Or that's how I should, you know, act, you know, within the world. Um, but I, I, you can't get stuck there because there's always going to be higher ones. Um, and so the dream work just continues to, to just change my perspective and the way I see things. Um, but right now, you know, right. I feel like I always have theories on consciousness and dreaming and what, you know, how I'm working with it. And, and I, and I only apply it to myself because I know this, you know, it's different for everyone, but the way I think about dreams is that they are a composite of other parallel times, lifetimes, um, they're outside of time, it's non-linear. And the reason they don't make sense is because it's like collaged together <laughs> from all these different worlds. And I think as you start to learn your symbols and you start to learn, and then it's all about like what you're drawn to, what you're attracted to, what your inner world What's on the walls of my inner world? Like if it was my inner worlds were my room, what do I like plaster on my room? Like what posters are on there? Like what do I grab? How do I um, design it and paint it? And because all of that are my symbols, all everything, they're not anybody else's symbols, right? They are just specific to me. And so I continue to build my, my personal symbol dictionary. And then I also realize that they don't just come from this lifetime they don't just come from like this one life that i've had they come from other places that's where i'm at right now that's like the platform or the theory that i have is that i'm thinking about dreams as if they are composite and i'm that also like kind of lets me off the hook for understanding i don't even understand yeah <laughs> yeah that's a really cool way to think about it I was sitting here just imagining my, it reminded me of my bedroom when I was a teenager, just with like posters and photos everywhere. And I was like, oh, we do have that internally. Thank you for sharing. That's really cool. So with dreams, there are so many different topics. Do you know what I mean? Like you were saying before, there's like lucid dreaming and then there's like dreaming of past lives and dreaming with the departed and liminal dreaming and like all these different things. Is there a particular dream-related concept or theory that you find particularly fascinating? Oh, I love the angel realms. I like once I knew that there is a way to communicate with my angels and uh, that is just like, that feels like it's the higher, I mean, that is the higher realms. Um, those are my favorite dreams when I get to go play with angels because I have this world that I go back to and I call it the dream factory. And I feel like I work there. Like there's an angel aspect of me that, that works there. And we make like little suitcases for people to astral project and go on dreams. And we stuff it with a bunch of things. And I've been there a couple of times. And every time I dream of this world, I never want to wake up. Which is like the something I struggle with. And like, well, I will wake up and cry. And they're yeah. Dream because like my my angel guides would be like it's time to come back down now and I'm like why <laughs> so that once I realized that I could like astral project I could travel there in dreams then I'm like oh this is my favorite place to be I don't drink go there every night and um and I and it does require like a daily practice of like meditation and eating light and there's like other I mean my physical body has to actually prepare itself to like have any these very specific astral projections but that's my favorite and I think um yeah I don't know how you if you dreamt of the same world again I mean for me it's not it's not always exactly the same but it's the same it's like I know I'm in the same place I'm like, yeah it'll always look different but I'm like yeah and this is factory and this is the angel dream factory but um that, i think that's my favorite part of dreamy yeah the world the worlds that you get to explore yeah um 
interesting that you just talked about how your body needs to be prepared and like in the right state. So the things that I find that really affect my dreams is definitely like the food that I've eaten. Um, like if I'm having junk food or like heavy, like pizza and chips and fried things and stuff like that, my dreams are never wonderful. Um, smoking weed is definitely like, it really inhibits dreams, just kind of turns them into mush for me. Um, and I've been working a fair bit on gut health, like having probiotics and bone broth and these things in the morning to try to heal my gut. Cause I just find when my body is feeling really healthy, I have very clear, vivid, long, profound dreams. Besides like eating light or eating right, what do you do to prep your body to dream well? Okay. So yeah, besides eating right, so definitely I'm all, I'm a meat eater and yeah. I'm, I love it. <laughs> so, but I do know that uh, the days that I don't eat red meat, like if I go 48 hours without eating red meat, which is rare, actually, um, I can, I can, I'm like, oh, I'm going to dream of angels. <laughs> but uh, meditating during the day, which I like, I used, there was a time, there's just been times when I'm more disciplined about it where it's like, oh, every day at least 15 minutes. And then, oh, this, I'm going to do a longer meditation. Um, so that's, but that's something I fall off of. And then I'm, when, when I don't feel connected to myself, um, or my dreams have, yeah, are not as like, um, in the higher realms, I know that that calls for me to meditate. So meditating during the day, uh, there's really nothing, there's nothing else. I do clear my space. I knew, you know, like my house. Right is a part of it, like any is your energetic space. So I'm all about clearing the space with like tuning forks and sprays or sage essences. Um, so as as I try to make my waking life and my house the space that I'm in as I want to say dreamlike as possible. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really good advice. Definitely, I've been making sure that our bedrooms have been free of clutter lately like not leaving washing on the floor or you know and making my bed and things like that I feel like that does have an impact as well it's like you can go to sleep as well with like a clearer mind it feels because there's less clutter around oh and you said that um you know you started to feel more connected to plants after yeah one thing I came from and I like oh, that's a whole other thing we could talk about like I love the plant kingdom and the mineral kingdom and like the animal kingdom like I just these those are feel like other worlds that you can have a relationship with like when we do coexist with these things um but when I started just recently I started to become very like aware of this idea of um think it's called like miasma like spiritual pollution mm -hmm. uh you know but it feels like it's in my auric field and I would just feel like sticky and I don't wear the same clothes <laughs> you know it two days in a row and I wash them every single day uh because I it just I feel like the day gets stuck to them mm -hmm. and um and so I do make it a habit to make sure that the my sleeping clothes mm -hmm. are like laundered and clean and um there's something about you know i've, I've fallen asleep with like t-shirts i've worn throughout the day uh, the t and it it does it affects my dream yeah that's really interesting get pajamas <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense to me yeah that's really cool are there any particular artists or authors that have influenced your approach to dreams or storytelling or the dream world or like who are your favorite influences? Um, I love um, not any I can name because I love I'm an art appreciator and and poetry um, because I, for me that's like a divine language that opens up the doors. It's a very surreal. Before I had AI art to depict my dreams I would write my dreams in like poems mm -hmm. so it was the only language that could, I could write them in 
there like Leonora Carrington, surrealist painter, famous surrealist British, lived in Mexico. Her characters that she painted, her very surreal creatures that she saw in other realms, they seep into my dream. And there's something, there's just something there where I feel like it's a shared world almost. I don't know. It affects me. So a lot, there's a lot of like any surrealist contemporary artist, I will just, I'll just spend some time. I guess that's part of my practice. I'll spend some time during the day looking at art and specifically like surrealist art because those are other world. And so I don't know, there's something, it'll, it'll lock something mm-hmm. um, Robert Moss, obviously, I read his blog. He blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, you know, his dream journey, his dream world. I've also realized that you can't, I cannot, I have to protect myself from other people's dream world. Um, my uh, friend of mine gave me a book that um, an artist had written about his dreams. And I started to read them and there was, I was like, I, I started to feel them in my body and had very like crude, weird, like dreams that made me uncomfortable. And I was like, I can't consume, like, I can't consume these dreams because that's his inner world. And I don't want any of that to seep into me. So that also reminds me to say that part of I guess the dream work practice is to uh, the media that I consume is I filter it. Mm. I've done a social media cleanse recently where I'll just unfollow anything that doesn't like spark joy and we've disconnected the TV so we don't have the news or anything like that. We don't need to hear the negative things that are going on in other places that aren't affecting us so that we don't take it on. When you fall asleep at night, do you have sort of like mantras or rituals or things that you tell yourself to try to bring on particular dreams or are you just lay down and go, come on, dream world, like show me whatever you want me to see? (laughs) I'm more the second one just because I have fun. Like I let it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I'll set intentions if I have a question, like I, but I will, uh, I will pray first. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I mentioned is part, it's the same as like the psychic protection toolkit. Uh, I either pray or I will invoke, or I'll do like um, one of those, I don't know how you call it, the autogenic like body meditations where I just go through every muscle mm-hmm. to relax. So there's different, um, I'll, tr- I'll do either guided meditation or just my own inner monologue meditation, but I do, yeah, there is, there is the only consistent thing is, um, there is some sort of meditation before I sleep, but it's never the thing. I'm very like anti, uh, ritual, like singing practice. I can't, um, uh, I don't know. Why? I think that comes from just my childhood and like growing up and in, in and out of different churches and like yeah. not one practice. Uh, I I treat dream work as it should be creative and it should be playful and just, it's your imagination. The imaginal is like it's it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't have an exact thing that I do every night. It's different each night, just depending on what I'm feeling or what I'm wanting to see as well. Because I just find like you dream kind of what you ask to dream about, like whatever's on my mind at the end of the day when I'm falling asleep, that's kind of what I end up getting given. So I didn't think special (laughs) Yeah. So it helps if I do want to know something, like I'm finding that I get these really strong guidance dreams when I'm going to sleep and I'm dreaming, like, tell me about this particular thing and I'll get the exact thing come to me with all this information in it. Um, so yeah, I use it as sort of like a, a psychic guide for myself, but yeah, then if I'm not careful of what I'm thinking about, I'll just get given rubbish dreams that I don't really, <laughs> it's just interesting to see, yeah, what people are thinking about. I might, I might look through all your artworks before I go to sleep tonight and have, try and have some, something a bit more creative going on. I would like that. 
There's one more of your dreams that I saved just before we go. I just loved, I loved this one so much. A boy becomes a giant overnight. He can no longer fit into the life he once knew. He's lonely and scared. I tell him these giant genes were dormant in his DNA. This was already always his destiny. There is nothing to fear. This is my favorite part. The valley is vast and you have all the room to grow. And the picture is just of like this beautiful green valley and this giant shadow of a figure. And it's amazing. I love this dream because it just, I don't know, it touches me personally. I feel like when, as I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm trying to be a better person, I get worried that I'm going to outgrow what's around me. And I, this touched me because it just reminds me of how huge the world is and there is all the room that's needed and I can take up as much space as I want. So thank you for sharing that dream. Is there anything you wanted to say about that dream yourself? No, that's one of my favorite work too. Like I don't, and that, these dreams, like they don't, they do, they, I call them visions because they don't, I'm like, I didn't give myself that. That was like a gift that yeah. was given. And it makes me want to cry thinking about it. Because most people, including myself, are just scared of their own potential. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it is really scary to grow, to outgrow your life. I think that's a fear, right? This fear that we're going to outgrow our lives and that we're going to be too big. And I had that fear when I started Psychedelic Journey because I'm like, I'm, what am I doing? I'm messing with my brain. Um, what if I become a stranger to myself? And uh, and it's the same with dream work, like in your paying attention, you're like, these are, this is my subconscious right? This is my psyche um, giving me all these nudges and homework to grow and the assignments and the things I need to pay attention to. And what will I become after this if I, if I do follow this path? And for me, I just, I feel like I've never been more like myself and the people that love me, like they love me still. Like I'm not, I'm going to outgrow anything. Yeah. That so I but that means a lot. I mean, I and I totally see that for you. Yeah, that was a really powerful one. I love that. It was so beautiful. Now, as we wrap up our conversation today, Claudia, could you leave our listeners with a dream inspired message or a piece of wisdom? Yeah, I guess the most recent um vision I've had was the most recent dream I posted was uh this vision of myself where I was like did not have a did not have a physicality. I was just like this etheric wisp, and and I was pink. I was like magenta, pink. and I was like, "Oh, this is me. This is what it feels like to be this etheric wisp." And my guides were telling me that um, I, I was seeing myself passing through these other realities, and they're like, "You, you are not just your form that you take on. You are everything that you." dress your personality up in um every the way that you give expression to your light uh you can pull from the these inner realms you don't you don't have to like look out into the external world and then like try to find yourself there and that's something uh yeah that's something that i'm still learning like oh because there's this like need to always like be on trend <laughs> to not be too weird to not be, to, to not stand out. And um, this felt like I was giving that freedom, like just be more, be playful, be playful with your personality, pull from your dreams. I love how you braided your hair because of your dreams. I recently dyed my hair pink because of a dream. Yes. <laughs> so, I got both. so just like be, be playful. That's so beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. I find I hear people being like, oh, I need to find myself. So I'm going on a trip to Europe. And I'm like, I'm not in Europe. Like, <laughs> It's funny. So yeah. I Someone said to me recently, I said something like, I need to go to this. And they're like, oh, because you need, I said, I need to, I don't think I 
said, I need to find myself. But the person said, oh, because you're lost. And I'm like, I'm not lost. I'm just dispersed. And I'm just gathering all <laughs> But you're not a. Yeah, that was really fun. I love catching up with you again. <laughs>